0: Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation, as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. I don't know about you guys, but after the ladies were done sharing about the good news of peace, I wanted to just be done for the morning. That was incredible, that was incredible. And I'm going to brag on Nancy for a minute. If any of you know Nancy, Nancy this year has walked through the valley of the shadow of death. She lost Jeff uh, back in the spring, and it's not been easy. And what I noticed up here, I don't know if you noticed, but Nancy had verses about peace memorized. She didn't use her bulletin. She didn't use the Word of God. She spoke words of peace from her heart. Why? Because she's had to. If you're sitting here this morning, if you're behind that screen, don't wait until you have to memorize God's Word and hide it in your heart. And peace is an outcome. But not sinning against God is a greater outcome. The Bible says, I've hid the Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It was beautiful this morning. And then to hear Priscilla read and Christine read. Christine, I love the traditions that you grew up in. And I could see it today in the reading of God's Word, and that was beautiful. I could see the faith in Priscilla many years that have not all been easy. So we're celebrating Advent, and last week we lit the candle of hope. And I want to bring your attention to the original words. And the original word of hope is, I'm look this up so I don't say it wrong. The Hebrew word is kava. And kava, as we learned last week, meant to wait in tension. Wait while being, you know, tense. So it's like waiting on somebody who's blowing up a balloon before it pops. Right? Have you ever been around someone that keeps blowing up a balloon and you're like, Ah! Oh wait! Ah! Right, that's that, and in our world, when we as humanity decided to do things our own way, to say we want our glory, we want my way, I want my way, the Bible is very clear that sin entered the world, and so death by sin, brokenness entered the world. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to see that our world is broken. To flip the TV on for 30 seconds, and you will see our world is broken. We wait in a state of tension. And the Old Testament waited for the arrival of Christ. And then Christ came and redeemed us of our sins. And now the body of Christ, we the believers, wait for Dad to come home from the business trip. I've shared this analogy before, but it means the world to me. We, as believers, wait like a child waits for Dad to come home from work. I know I had a bay window. We had a split foyer, and our living room was on the second floor. And I would look out that bay window waiting for Dad to come home. Jesse, when he was little, waited for me and would bound towards me and meet me in the dooryard with a big hug. That's how we are to hope as Christians. Remember, as a child, you waited for Christmas. You hoped for Christmas. You got excited about Christmas. We, as the body of believers, we wait, we hope for the return of Christ. And we've been waiting and hoping for the return of Christ ever since Jesus hit the up button on top of that mountain and ascended into heaven. the Bible says and we put faith in the scriptures that he ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the throne of the Father and is praying for you and is praying for me so that's kava hope, we hope we hope with tension we hope with expectation but we also hope in pain, this world is broken we wait in pain, this world is broken Nancy can tell you a lot about pain this year has been very difficult. Nancy has hid God's word in her heart. I have been extremely encouraged as a minister by Nancy and her faith. So we're on to peace. And like I said, knowing the original word is helpful. Like the Hebrew word kava for hope. The Hebrew word for peace is beautiful. And this is how Jewish people greet each other. Shalom. Say it back to me. I'm going to say shalom, and then you say shalom. Shalom. And that is how Jewish people greet each other. Shalom. It's beautiful, isn't it, Jim? Such a beautiful word. And in English, peace essentially means the absence of conflict. Or the absence of war. What I love about the Hebrew word shalom is it's not just an absence Of something it's the presence of something that makes life complete Shalom means actually completeness or wholeness Shalom means that feeling that you have at 3 p.m. on Thanksgiving Thursday I don't know about you but at 3 p.m. on Thanksgiving I was whole like a good two hundred and sixty pounds whole. Were you whole on Thursday? Hope you were. Well, that was last Thursday, wasn't it? Holy cow, where'd the week go? That's crazy. But the word shalom means complete. So when Solomon right? When Solomon rebuilt the temple. When they put the last brick in the wall, when they replaced the last broken stone, they stood back and said, it is now Shalom. The temple of the Lord is now complete. It is now whole. And just like last week, we learned that in Christian thought, in Christian belief, in God's word, hope is a person. In Christianity, it all depends upon the object of hope, the object of peace. This week is the same. Peace in the scriptures, peace in the Bible is personal, personal peace. We all have hope. You drove here. You put a lot of hope in a car in a really, you know, crummy day. You put hope in, in the plowing guys. You put hope in the people that shoveled the, the dooryard. We all have hope. The difference between Christianity and the rest of the world is the object of our hope. We all search for peace. We all want peace. We all have ways that we try to manufacture peace. But the Bible is very clear that only one person brings true peace. And that is Jesus. What I find is incredible about peace, and I think it speaks very, very loudly to me and very loudly to us today in 2020. If you have not understood that there's a war for your brain, that there's a war for the way that you think, you've really not been paying attention. And it's incredible that Scripture, written over 2,000, 3,000 years ago, says this you will keep him in perfect peace whose what whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you what does philippians 4 6 through 7 say be anxious for nothing but in all things through prayer and supplication let your request be made known to god and the peace which is in christ jesus will guard your what heart and mind there isn't anything in scripture that says come to Jesus and he will grant you situational peace for the rest of your life that there won't be conflict in your marriage and there won't be conflict with your in-laws and there won't be a time where you drive 45 minutes in the snow to find out that practice was cancelled to turn around and drive back That was my morning. Waterville didn't open this morning. There's a hundred mile an hour gusts at Waterville. Being a mountain guy, I should have known that before I left, but I was, I think, asleep at the wheel and just drove to Waterville. The Bible is not about situational peace. Do some circumstances happen where I believe God interacts and gives us situational peace? You better believe it. I have experiences where I've known that's happened. You have. And the Bible says. But the Bible says this. That the peace which passes all understanding. In other words, the peace that just don't make sense. Nancy has said multiple times this year that she has peace. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard. You know what's cool about peace in Scripture? Peace isn't some lazy dog that sleeps on the front and is just this cuddly little thing. We love to think peace. What are we? What is the national symbol of peace? The dove. Right? And that comes from where? It comes from Scripture. But well, you know what I see about peace here? It ain't a dove. Peace is a guard dog with sharp teeth and strong I don't know about you, but I need that guard dog on my side because my mind loves to do this thing called the toxic spiral. Anyone else's mind owe a toxic spiral? Mine does. I get on the stupidest things and then get super angry and then get so mad and my wife reminds me, oh, that's the toxic spiral. You don't like being told about the toxic spiral when you're in the toxic spiral. I don't need a dove when my mind is telling me how crappy this day is. I don't need a dove when I'm just angry and my mind is all jumbled and mad and upset and sad and anxious and depressed and frustrated. I don't need a dove. I need a guard dog. How about you? And that's what Paul is saying today is that peace has got teeth and it will guard your heart and your mind when you put trust in Jesus Christ. Now, if you're like me, you're lazy. So I'd like to say, alright, peace, you go get it, I'm just going to rest here. No, because what does Philippians 4.8 say? We didn't print it. It says, and think on these things, whatever is pure... Whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is of good, you know, think on these things. You got a job to do, folks. Believing in Jesus isn't some genie in a bottle. No different than marriage is not some blissful fairy tale, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. If we don't remember that our hope and our peace is based upon the correct faith in Jesus, we will be off. You and me. So if peace is eluding you, if hope is letting you down, take a mental pencil and follow the maze of your mind, that gets scary, especially in my mind, back to the root of the anxiety, back to the root of the anger, back to the root of the jealousy, and you'll find the object there is not Jesus. The object is something else. Why do you and I feel the way we do on December 26th? Because our hope and our peace was in a day, in the, in the ham or the turkey, in the family, in the perfect home, mom. Why do you find yourself crying on December 25th at night or on the, the 26th? Why? Because the kids didn't come together the way that you envisioned. I'm sorry, your house is not Hallmark. Neither is mine. Our hope, our peace must be in Jesus. I hope that's what you understand this morning. And I hope that we can say to each other, Shalom. Meaning, your life is complete. Your day is whole. Doesn't wholeness feel great? It does. I don't know about you, but one of the things I'm just so thankful for about God right now in the work at Loon Mountain Ministry, and the reason why I feel like we have peace Is Loon Mountain Ministry is whole right now. There is shalom at Loon Mountain Ministry. Why? Why? Because in this very moment there is someone between the age of 0 and 2 here. There is someone between the ages of 2 and 10 here. There is someone between the ages of 11 and 20 here. There is someone between the ages of 20 and 40 here. There is someone between the ages of 40 and 60 here. There is someone between the ages of 60 and 100 here. That, (laughs) I heard that amen back there. That, my friends, is shalom. And we are complete at Loon Mountain Ministry, not because of our programs, not because we're able to put this online, or we have a coffee shop, or a thrift shop. Those are all great things but our shalom rests in Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit's doing a work at Loon Mountain Ministry that none of us could ever predict it. And through humility, and through steadfastness, we will put our hope and faith in Jesus Christ, and He will grant us peace. A peace that doesn't make sense. Jesus, we love you. We're thankful for your patience with us, that you grant us hope and peace, even when I personally throw it back in your face with doubt and anxiety and anger and frustration, that you continue to come with calmness and gentleness, that it is your kindness that leads me to saying, I'm sorry. I thank you, Lord, that peace has teeth, and when I put my faith and hope and trust in you, the guard dog of peace will ward off those stupid thoughts that aren't even mine thank you jesus for your peace thank you for your sacrifice your victory over sin and death thank you for sitting at the right hand of the throne of the father god thank you for your greatness your power to name we pray amen Peace. Martin Luther said there's a big difference between letting a bird fly over your head and letting him land in your head and make a nest. Some of the thoughts that you and I have, we like to define ourselves by, that that's my thought. No. <laughs> Those thoughts that will rob you of your peace, let them fly over. Don't let them sit in your hair and make a nest. I thought that was great by Martin Luther. There's a big difference, let me say it again, between letting a bird fly overhead or letting them land and make a nest in your hair. Peace has got teeth when you put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.